everyone, welcome to the Jeremiah Patterson Show. The Jeremiah Patterson Show starts right now. On Tuesday, July 30th, and on Wednesday, July 31st, 2019, 20 Democrats took on the stage over the two nights. The debates were broadcast on CNN, MSNBC, and other various news networks at 8 p.m. And while it's worth saying that I completely misinformed you, I said that the debates would be at 9. They were, in fact, at 8 p.m. Eastern. Please forgive me. Anyway, the moderators for the debate were Jake Tapper, Dana Dash, and Don Lemon. They were very interesting. These were very interesting nights, excuse me. And there were some conspicuous moments that stood out. And we're going to get into all of it right after this break. Hello, everyone. I'm Jeremiah Patterson. Welcome to another episode of the Jeremiah Patterson Show. In fact, I should add an exclusive special episode of the Jeremiah Patterson Show today. We are going to be discussing the Democratic debates, other various topics, and a very special last note. You don't want to miss it. Stay tuned for all of it. But we're going to be starting off with the Democratic debates. So my team and I have uh, obtained this video on YouTube, and it basically gives a highlight of the Democratic debates by NBC News. And so I hope you enjoy the video. Don't go anywhere. Stay with us. Finally, include dental cap, hearing aids, and eyeglasses. But you don't. Know second that. of all, you don't know. That, second Bernie. of all, come to you in a second. I do know. I wrote the damn bill. I think if we're going to force Americans to make these radical changes, they're not going to go along. You, you throw your hands up. But you, right. you haven't. Imp- why do we got to be the party of taking something away no, from people? No, no one is the okay, party. Well, That's what they're that. running on. So look, let's, let's be clear about this. We are the Democrats. We are not about trying to take away health care from anyone. That's what the Republicans are trying to do. I'm normally way over there with Bernie and Elizabeth on this one. I hear the others, and I, I have some concern about that as well. It is time to stop worrying about what the Republicans will say. Look, yes. if... If, if it's true that if we embrace a far-left agenda, they're going to say we're a bunch of crazy socialists. If we embrace a conservative agenda, you know what we're, they're going to do? They're going to say we're a bunch of crazy socialists. Crazy socialists. You know, I don't understand why anybody goes to all the trouble of running for president of the United States just to talk about what we really can't do and shouldn't fight for. Hey guys, welcome back. So I really hope you enjoyed that little recap of the highlights of the Democratic debate. Once again, that was a clip of a video by NBC News on NBC News' YouTube channel, once again, that we found on YouTube. So guys, I really hope you enjoyed that. I wish we could talk about all of it, but we really did not have a script planned for today, except for the beginning of the intro where I talked about on Tuesday, July 30th, and on Wednesday, July 31st, 20 Democrats took on the stage of the, excuse me, over the nights of the first of the second democratic debates so yeah that was half of our script and then we had the second half of our script which would be segment one of the democratic presidential debates so we're going to take a quick break here and when we come back we have something uh very devastating about uh one of the kennedys another kennedy we have lost another kennedy unfortunately stay with us we'll be right back Welcome back. We have some devastating news. Grant, the New York Times is reporting, excuse me, has already reported, and this is still breaking news, granddaughter of Robert F. Kennedy dies after overdose, excuse me, overdose at family's compound in Hyannisport, Massachusetts. 
Quote, a granddaughter of Robert F. Kennedy died on Thursday afternoon after suffering an apparent overdose at the Kennedy com compound in Hyannisport. The Mass, excuse me, Hyannisport, Massachusetts. According to two people close to the family, the young woman, Sarose Kennedy Hill, 22, was the daughter of Courtney Kennedy Hill. How young. She was at the compound where her grandmother, Ethel Kennedy, lives. When emergency responders were called on Thursday afternoon, the family friends, the family friends said she was taken to Cape Code Hospital in Hyannis, excuse me, in Hyannis, where she had, where she was pronounced dead. Quote, our hearts are shattered by the loss of our beloved Soros, the Kennedy family said in a statement. Quote, her life was fulfilled with hope, promise, and love. The statement quoted Ethel Kennedy, 91, the widow of Robert F. Kennedy, as saying, quote, the world is a less beautiful, excuse me, the world is a little less beautiful today. The authorities issued a statement confirming a death at the apartment, but did not disclose the identity of the victim. Quote, earlier this, early this afternoon, Barnstable police responsible to a residence on Marchant Avenue in Hyannisport for a report of an unattended death, said Tara Militamore of the Cap and Islands District Attorney's Office. Quote, the matter remains under investigation by the Barnstable police as well as state police detectives assigned to the Cape and Islands District Attorney's Office. Once again, uh, we have lost another Kennedy, Sir Rose Kennedy Hill, just 22 years old. Just 22. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you would ever like to contact our show, we have an email address, and that email address is the Jeremiah Patterson Show at gmail.com. You can also, if you like to give us an audio version of yourself and your perspectives on what our show is uh, about and what you think our show is about and your points of view, you can send us an audio message on the Anchor app, or you could send us an audio message on our Anchor website, The Jeremiah Patterson Show. Once again, if you'd like to email us, we are the Jeremiah Patterson Show at gmail.com. And we also have our YouTube channel up, uh, The Jeremiah Patterson Show. Thank you, everyone. When we look back in history at what happened when a president of the United States started acting more like an authoritarian leader than the leader of the free world, the question is, is what will we have done? And I believe the Congress should do its job. Senator Booker, thank you very much. Secretary Castro, what's your... That was Senator Cory Booker, a 2020 presidential contender who is running for president of the United States. That was night two of the Democratic National, excuse me, of the CNN Democratic presidential debate. Uh, it all depends on who will win that Democratic nomination to become president of the United States going up against Donald Trump. Will it be Beto O'Rourke? Will it be John Delaney? Will it be, uh, will it be Tim Ryan? Will it be Marion Williamson? Who will it be? Will it be Kamala Harris? Will it be Pete Buttigieg? Will it be Joe Biden? Who will it be? Who will win the Democratic nomination uh, of becoming president of the United States, potentially representing the Democratic Party, going up against Donald Trump? Um, Johnny Deutsch, excuse me, Donnie Deutsch, uh, right after the, uh, right after night one of the Democratic debate, uh, he said on MSNBC's uh, after debate coverage, he said that, uh, 
he does not see Elizabeth Warren on a stage up against Donald Trump. Now, I, I kind of disagree with Johnny Deutsch, excuse me, Donnie Deutsch there. Um, I, I do think Elizabeth Warren, she's one of those strong candidates that could go up on the stage and uh, beat Donald Trump. I also think that uh, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden are also those candidates that can go up there and just crush Donald Trump. So, we are all looking forward to the Democratic debates here at the Jeremiah Patterson Show, and we are going to continue to keep our eyes on that. Uh, when we come back, we are going to be covering um, some very special news. You don't want to miss that. So we're going to be covering it right after this short commercial break. Once again, we're going to be covering some very special news when we come back. And you do not want some, excuse me, you do not want to miss it. Stay with us. Hey guys, welcome back to the Jeremiah Patterson Show, and once again, uh, we have that special news for you. The New York Times is reporting the full list of who supports an impeachment inquiry against President Trump. 118 representatives in Congress supporting an impeachment inquiry. 96, no, not noun or undecided. 219, awaiting a response. More than 100 House Democrats and one House Independent now support an impeachment inquiry against President Donald J. Trump, according to a New York Times survey. The Times is asking every representative for his or her position and will update this page with each response. Many House Democrats who do not currently support impeachment excuse me, impeachment proceedings say investigations of Mr. Trump should continue. The White House has stonewalled these inquiries. Some Democrats called for impeachment after the special counsel, Robert S. Mueller III, said that he could not clear Mr. Trump of, con- of obstruction of justice. Representative Justin Amish of Michigan was the lone House Republican to publicly conclude that Mr. Trump has, quote, engaged in impeachable conduct. He has since left the party becoming the lone independent in the House. So once again, these are, uh, excuse me, 117 Democrats are calling for the President of the United States to be impeached. 52 Democrats are saying not, excuse me, are saying not noun or undecided. And 66 are awaiting a response. And once again, this goes up for the Democratic list. Uh, Justin Amish, uh, he has just left Congress and he is supporting the president's impeachment. He is supporting the president's impeachment. Um, If this does go through and it passes through the Senate, Donald Trump will be the third president to be impeached in United States history. The first president to be impeached was uh, Andrew Johnson, the 17th president, when he continued to uh, clash with the Republican-controlled Congress over construction right after the Civil War. And so he was impeached. Uh, The second president to be impeached was... uh, The second president to be impeached was Bill Clinton um, for sexual, sexual... Excuse me. Uh, for uh, sexual conflict, or you could say conspiracy, uh, with Monica Lewinsky there, and um, if Donald Trump is impeached, he'll be he'll make, he'll make history books as if he'll be making history books as the third president of the United States to be impeached in uh, history. Um, 
as we continue on our impeachable coverage tonight, uh, many people do think that Richard Nixon was impeached. In fact, Richard Nixon was not impeached. Richard Nixon resigned on August 2nd, 1974. Please correct me if I'm not correct or if my statement was inaccurate, but we are going to fact check that here. We should have fact checked that before we got on the air. But yes, uh, I do believe that Richard Nixon was impeached on August 2nd, uh, 1974. Uh, but we are going to continue to keep an eye on that because right after Richard Nixon was impeached, Gerald Ford became president of the United States because Spiro Agnew being caught up with a, a conspiracy. And then right after that, Richard Nixon, the prosecutors found Richard Nixon guilty of conspiracy uh, of uh, foreign elect of foreign elections of him interfering with foreign countries to win over the presidency and the day before uh Nixon, the day before the elections uh Johnson was hand president president Lyndon B Johnson was handed this information that could potentially destroy Nixon's uh chance to ever win the White House and Johnson did not go through that information and Nixon became president of the United States uh Johnson excuse me Lyndon B Johnson was the 36th president and Richard Nixon was the 37th president, and the 38th president was Gerald Ford. We would love to do another presidential uh, biography, presidential biography episode on this podcast someday again, uh, because right now I'm just speaking my mind once again. No script in front of us, no papers, nothing. So when we come back, we are going to be discussing the quote, excuse me, the quote of the day and the last note. You don't want to miss it because once again, as I said at the beginning of the episode, and I believe it was the third intro, that we have a special last note planned for you. So guys, please stay. Whether you're listening in your car, if you're listening with your kid, or if you're just walking at the park, don't go anywhere. Stay with us right here. We have something very special planned ahead, including the last note and the quote of the day. Stay with us. Hey guys, welcome back to the Jeremiah Patterson Show. So, Presidents of War by Michael Beschloss. Uh, the epic story from 1807 to modern times, Presidents of War by Michael Beschloss. You have got to pick up this book. Um, it's at Sam's, uh, your local Sam's, your local Walmart, your local Costco, your local Barnes & Noble, any bookstore that you go to, it will be there. Or you can just order online on Amazon.com or Walmart.com. It's up to you, whatever shopping uh, website or app you prefer. Um, this book is about Presidents of War. One of my most, uh, one of my most favorite stories in war history on presidents um, is about James Madison and his wife, uh, Dolly Madison. Do James Madison is the fourth president of the United States. He was referred to as the father of the Constitution. And I, I just love telling this story uh, from my perspective. Uh, Michael Beschloss has run it differently from his perspective, especially regarding the fact that all the research that he has essentially put into writing the book Presidents of War uh, the, the epic story from 1807 to modern times. Um, so one of my most favorite stories, once again, it's about Dolly Madison and James Madison, the White House, and the War of 1812. So this is when the British were really furious uh, about the White House, and they wanted to take it down. And so it, it's it's just such an intruding, it's, excuse me, it's just such an interesting story. Um, so Dolly Madison 
was in the White House. And as the White House was burning, well, I'm going to start from the beginning here. So James Madison, the fourth president of the United States, referred to as the father of the Constitution who helped write the, the Constitution of the United States. Uh, James Madison, the fourth president, married Dolly Madison. Dolly Madison became the excuse me, the first lady of the United States, which would essentially be the fourth, fourth first lady, I believe. So yes, Dolly Madison was the fourth first lady of the United States and she is married to her husband, excuse me, John, John, James Madison. She is married to her husband, James Madison. And as they were living in the White House, the British were furious at, furious at this point and they, they, they burned down the White House as they were getting out of the White House and James Madison was getting out, um, I do not believe James Madison was in the White House, but I do believe Dolly Madison was. As Dolly Madison was getting out the White House uh, and as she was running with her uh, horse, um, and she, she yelled to one of she yelled to one of the people in the White House saying, "Save the poetry of George Washington." Save the po she she Do Dolly Madison said, "Save the poetry of George Washington. If not, then burn it." Dolly Madison believed that the portrait of George Washington was essential and that is what helped create our democracy. And since since that portrait was so essential to her and not just to her, but for the American people and the history of the White House, that portrait was saved. And so Dolly Madison, uh, she, she was known as the person, she was known as the first lady who saved the portrait of George Washington. Uh, now, just a couple of years ago, um, George George Walker Bush, the 43rd president, made a joke uh, telling Michelle Obama, uh, if anything ever happens, make sure to take my picture as well uh, regarding the fact that George Washington and George Bush. So, yeah, the, she he made a joke there saying, if anything ever happens, Michelle, you know what to do. Uh, and when we cut, we'll be right back. I, I just want to share that story with you. Uh, once again, the book is called Presidents of War by Michael Beschloss, the epic story from 1807 to modern times. Uh, I love reading up on presidential history and politics. It is just amazing to me. Uh, we're going to have a very special episode uh, planned for you guys on presidential history coming soon. And also, you do not want to miss, uh, it's going to be a very devastating, unfortunate episode on Tuesday of when we're going to be discussing um, the devastating mass shooting in El Paso, Texas. We're going to be discussing that on our show on Tuesday or whenever we get more news on that uh, devastating event. Uh, so and very unfortunate. Uh, but when we come back, we're going to have the quote of the day and the last note combined once again for a very special last note. So guys, we kind of been prolonging it off. So we're going to give you a longer commercial break for the anticipation of this uh, very special last note that you guys have been waiting ever so patiently for. So when we come back, we're going to have the last note for you tied to the quote of the day. And you do not want to miss it. Once again, stay with us. We're going to have the last note, a very special uh, edition of the last note. And we're also going to be having the quote of the day tied to it. Once again, you do not want to miss it. Stay with us. Hi, Tom Bodette for 1-800-4-MOTEL-6, our toll-free reservation number. Now, to remember it, think of that one as an I, then I ate, and those look like two eggs. Now, say you ate those eggs for your cousin Mo, then tell six people. There you have it. 
I ate two eggs for Motel 6. Works for me. Well, I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6, and we'll leave the light on for you. No more waiting. This year is going to be different. This year, I'm going to seize the day. Make a commitment to myself to take the time to breathe. This year, I want to stop bottling up my feelings and express myself. I want to send a positive message, even if it's just to me. Spend more time with those who matter most and build my support network. This year, I'm going to overcome my anxiety and get out of my comfort zone. And maybe even my time zone. I want to be more welcoming of the people, places, and experiences along the way. My New Year's resolution? Get happy. Start therapy today. Sign up for BetterHelp and get matched with a licensed counselor. Welcome back, guys. This is the moment all of you have been waiting for, the special edition of The Last Note. We're going to be starting off with the quote of the day first before we get to that. Quote, never bend your head. Always hold it high. Look the world straight in the eye. Helen Keller, that was the quote of the day for us. And once again, I want to say that again. Never bend your head. Always hold it high. Look the world straight in the eye. Once again, that was Helen Keller, and that is our quote of the day. And this special, and for the special edition of The Last Note, I have some uh, some sort of tips and advice for you guys. Um, so, I'm starting this thing where uh, it's, it's a bit of a challenge for me. It's, a, it's what, what I call the 5 a.m. morning challenge. I'm doing it for 30 days. This is my second day of the challenge, and I, I, I'm doing, I was, I was struggling going to bed that night before and then waking up at 5 a.m. and actually being consistent with the routine that I wrote down the night before. And so it's the 5 a.m. 30-day challenge, and I want you guys to get into it. Also, in this 5 a.m. 30-day challenge, when you wake up, you cannot pick up your phone. And so that's the essential part of it. That's the thing that's vital. That's the thing that's vital to this challenge. You cannot pick up your phone. Put your phone in another room, charge it up, put it on do not disturb or just silence your notifications and have the phone charged up. What you need to do is you need to buy an alarm clock, put it right on your nightstand um, you might want to put the, not put the alarm clock on your nightstand, but put the alarm clock across the room from you so you can actually, so it gives you that motivation and it gives you that sense to get up because you don't want to hear the alarm clock when you're sleeping. So as soon as you get up, you go and you start your morning routine and you start the day waking up at five o'clock AM in the morning and waking up at five o'clock AM in the morning, it helps you, it helps you become more productive. Uh, it's very, very essential and essentially, it really works out for you. Uh, you are up before most of the world. You can get more done. Um, it, it's you can once you start that challenge. If you like the thirty day challenge, and once you get into the routine and you actually do it, you can do this through Christmas and then through holidays and then through the rest of your life. Essentially, uh, I'm basically going to be doing this challenge for thirty days. I'm going to be trying it out. I used to wake up around 5 a.m., but I'm, I'm starting this challenge back again. Uh, so, yes, I really hope you guys start this 30-day challenge. And this is a special edition of The Last Note because this is part one 
of this special edition. When we come back, uh, we're just going to take a quick, uh, like, two-second music break. And then we're going to come back and we're going to have part two, once again, of the special edition uh, of The Last Note. We'll be right back. Welcome back, guys, for part two of the special edition of The Last Note. We're going to have two more parts. And for every single part, we're going to have a quote of the day for that part. So the quote of the day for this uh, edition, this part two of The Last Note is by A.A. Mine. And it says, you're braver than you believe and stronger than you seem and smarter than you think. And once again, that is by A.A. Mine. And so for this uh, special edition of part two for The Last Note is we're going to be talking about reading more books. So essentially reading really does help you uh, try to read at least three books a month. Like seriously, three books a month. Uh, it really helps you out. It helps me out as a podcaster. It helps you improve your grammar. And another thing that you should do is bring books everywhere you go. I mean, it's really important. If you find yourself uh, waiting in a line or just waiting for a friend, um, just pick up a book instead of scrolling through your phone on social media or watching YouTube videos or uh, catching up on some Netflix episodes. I mean, of course, all of those things are vital to us, but it's always good to read. And once you start uh, doing that, it essentially will help you with your reading skills and before you know it at the end of the day you read like 10 pages or 15 pages to 20 pages because you kept picking up that book reading consistently so once again uh, reading is very essential it's essential to all of us and the benefits of reading are amazing it increases your intelligence skills and your vocabulary and it is amazing we'll be right back for part three of the special edition of The Last Note. Stay with us. Hey guys, welcome to part three of the special edition of The Last Note of The Jeremiah Patterson Show. And so we're going to get right back to it. Uh, this is special... Uh, this is special edition, uh, part three of The Jeremiah Patterson Show, The Last Note. And basically I'm going to be sharing with you guys a story. Uh, so when I was in second grade, my cousin, Tierra, she gave me this, her fifth, her old fifth grade book on presidential history. And this is basically discussing, uh, of how I became involved. And when she gave me this book, it was conspicuous that it was based on presidential history, the, the way it looked and the way everything was set up in the book. And I was reading, and as I continued to read continuously, I was reading more books and I was reading more books. And then my, uh, my second grade teacher, she said, Jeremiah, why, we, we, because we're at the library one day and, and she was like, Jeremiah, why don't you go to the fiction side? And I, I really never really liked fiction since second grade because she gave me that book and it completely changed my life. And that's how I got into presidential history. And so ever since I've been a presidential history buff. And I really love presidential history. Uh, most of my bookshelf is full of presidential historical books. And I just really love presidential history. And because that particular moment, because of her, that's what got this road started. We'll be right back for part four. And welcome back. This is part four, the final uh, which what we call what we call the final note of this special edition of the last note. This is part four. Uh, we did not give you the quote of the day for part three, so we're gonna kind of incorporate that with uh, the other quote of the day for part four of this edition. So once uh, it says, once you replace negative thoughts with positive ones, you'll start 
having positive results. That is Willie Nelson, a musician. And the second one for this part of uh, the last note is positive thinking will let you do everything better than negative thinking will. Zig Ziglar, he is an author. Once again, that is from Zig Ziglar. He is an author. Uh, and for this edition of the Jeremiah Pet, for this final special edition of the last note of the Jeremiah Patterson Show, we have something very special, absolutely spectacular, but we're going to have to take a 15 second music break in order for you to hear it. Stay with us. Don't go anywhere. guys welcome to the final note here and uh cracked.com uh they are quoting uh these are the 12 hilariously weird stories about u.s presidents we're starting off with former president calvin coolidge and this is at the top of the list calvin coolidge had a special breakfast time ritual after waking up he liked to eat his breakfast Typically a bowl of boiled wheat and rye, while a servant massaged his scalp with Vaseline. Number 11. Reagan and Gorbich agreed to halt the Cold War if they were attacked by aliens. In an interview, former Soviet premier, excuse me, premier Mikhail Gorbich revealed that in 1985, Reagan asked him whether the Soviets would help out the U.S. if it were attacked by aliens. I quote, I said, no doubt about it. Quote, he said, we too. Why was this on his mind, you ask? Because Reagan was a big old sci-fi nerd. And once again, Cracked.com is reporting this of the 12 hilarious stories of... On, on presidential history. Uh, Benjamin Harrison was terrified, absolutely terrified of electricity. After electric lightning uh, was first installed in the White House in 1981, Harrison and his wife Mary were so afraid of being electrocuted by this newfangled technology that they refused to use the light switches themselves preferring to leave the job to their household staff. They had to have they had to have spent a decent amount of time sitting in the dark, right? Uh, this next one is on Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon unwittingly helped keep Deep Throat out of prison. When Mark felt was put on trial in 1980 for ordering FBI agents to perform illegal searches. Nixon testified in his defense and donated money towards his legal expenses. After Felt was later pardoned, Nixon even sent him a bottle of champagne and a congratulatory note saying, quote, Justice ultimately prevails. In, 2000, in 2005, Felt revealed that he was, quote, deep throat the informant who helped uncover watergate and break nixon's presidency so yes 
those were all some hilarious stories. Um, once again, of this final note of the Jeremiah Patterson show. Uh, this may be a bit of a farrago to some of you viewers. Uh, in other words, a confused mixture uh, of the last note here. But we just wanted we just wanted to do this for you guys. We really hope you enjoy it. And this is our I can now say our first thirty minute episode in a long time. And the last note for this episode is things will be said, feelings will be hurt, and people will forgive. But the most vital thing to do is forgive and move on. And that quote was written by me, myself, Jeremiah Patterson. Thank you everyone so much for listening to this edition of the special edition of The Last Note. And this is a bonus episode of The Jeremiah Patterson Show, everyone. Thank you so very much for listening to this episode. Make sure to send this to your grandpa, your grandma, your aunt, your uncle, your brother, your dad, your sister, whoever. And I don't know, even let your kid listen to it. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of The Jeremiah Patterson Show. I really hope you enjoyed it. Uh, make sure to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Share this episode with a friend. We are growing continuously, and I'm so grateful for all of you guys who listen to us every single day. So thank you guys, and adios.